Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson. Brought to you by Surefire Social. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that allows you to take a 10 to 20 minute timeout and really spend that reflecting, listening, and thinking about your business. I take different topics, topics that I think will be really relevant to help you improve your game and take it to the next level. Some of these topics are wrapped around the people, some wrapped around the process. Today, I'm going to have you think about the subject of time. And that is today, time is really not on your side. You really think about this, this has implications certainly when it comes to your clients, when it comes to your team, but also I think it comes to your day-to-day levels of stress, comfort, what you're getting accomplished. So I want to talk a little bit about 10 of the top 10 time wasters or ineffectiveness that I see out there in people today. The first is, needless to say, you've got so many balls in the air and so many plates spinning that oftentimes people are not leveraging their time. There's oftentimes 25 to 50 different activities in the day that you have to do. The question is, how are you leveraging the time to be able to infill some of these smaller activities? I'm a big believer that oftentimes you don't leverage your time. There's a lot of ways to leverage your time. Leverage your time literally going from one place to the other in terms of transportation. Leveraging your time in terms of the little downtimes or the gaps in between. Are you planning the gaps? Are you leveraging the time that you have, let's say, for example, while you're traveling? If you approach how you leverage your time a little bit differently and how you make the most of it, I think you're going to see some real improvement. So that's number one. Number two not writing things down. Now, this sounds almost a little bit patronizing, but I find with a lot of people, the inefficiency of just not writing things down is where you oftentimes waste time. Not only do you not accomplish that thing that you didn't write down, but you also are not giving yourself the license in the moment to think about more purely what you should be thinking about. By simply writing everything down, a little note to yourself, in a very, very organized way. What you're doing is you're giving yourself, I think, that opportunity to really focus on what the tasks are at hand. Number three is allowing others to control your day rather than you controlling your day. If you really sort of think about that subject, I oftentimes, when I'm speaking and talking and working and coaching with folks on this, I look at the percentage of reactive time within your day versus proactive time that you control. I oftentimes will ask groups, audiences, or individuals, give me sort of a gut check on the percentage of the proactive versus the individual reactive time that you have on a typical day. Now, I find this varies pretty dramatically. What's interesting, though, it varies dramatically, the results. However, oftentimes the roles that people have are pretty much the same. It could be owners of companies, it could be salespeople, it could be project managers. However, the answers to this question will vary pretty dramatically. 
the ideal place that you will want to be, in my opinion, as a remodeling owner or leader sales production in a remodeling business is somewhere in the neighborhood of 80% proactive that you control and 20% reactive that others control you. Now, as human beings, we're always going to have reactive activities, so you're never going to eliminate that completely. However, when I ask people this question, and they're giving me the answer of 50% reactive and 50% proactive, that's a huge opportunity for improvement. You can simply, by focusing on some of the key drivers for reactive activity, start to inch that up from 50-50 to 60-40 to 70-30, and eventually, over a period of time, I think you can, in fact, increase it to the place that you have a lot more control. Now, when you have a lot more control over your day, you can actually think more clearly. You can actually get more accomplished, and I would even argue you will have a lot less stress. Number four time waster that I see out there is ineffective meetings. I had a friend say to me one time many, many years ago when I was feeling a little overwhelmed with meetings, he said, Mark, meetings are your job. And that was a real light bulb that went off for me. Because all of a sudden, what he was saying is, it's up to you. You have to own the effectiveness of a meeting. So you need to work on, I think, making sure your meetings are world-class meetings. There's a lot of ways to go about doing that. However, simply by putting a stake in the sand and saying, meetings are your job. I've got to have a great meeting if I'm going to be effective and not waste time or certainly waste others' time. Very, very important. Number five, emails. Now, emails, needless to say, are sort of a new sort of dynamic, at least in terms of sort of the history of business that's been out there. In the last 10 to 20 years, emails have become a tremendous, I think, uh, waster of a lot of people's time and a lot of people's focus. I oftentimes survey people and ask, how many emails on a typical or average day that you, do you get? And needless to say, it's going to vary pretty dramatically. Most active business people are going to get at least 50 emails a day. Some it's 100, some it's 150, and some even more than that. The question is more what you do with the emails, how you approach the emails, in terms of really whether you're wasting time. I'm oftentimes asked in different seminars and classes related to time and time mastery is, do you set aside time just to focus on the, the emails? Now, needless to say, your role is going to vary, so I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer. However, I'm a big believer that if you can control the communication with the emails, if you cannot have those emails control you, you're going to be much more effective. It's a very, very good use of the time to take a few seconds and really ask yourself, how should I respond to this email? Who should I respond back? And in many cases, do I just set this email aside and let it percolate a little bit before I get into sort of a ping pong match on a particular communication? Mastering and managing your email sort of strategies, while you should not necessarily be mechanical, you definitely should, in fact, get better and better at it. And you're going to save and not waste time if, in fact, you're more effective with the way you manage and approach emails.
Number six is being too fast or too slow. Now, if you think about this notion when it comes to time, it very much relates to sports. You know, if you're running a marathon, there's a certain pace at which you want to go running that marathon to be able to be the most effective. I think when it comes to your daily activities, this is also true as well. You've got to find the right cadence, find the right pace when it comes to the activities that you're doing. You don't want to do them too fast that all of a sudden it's sloppy or incomplete or you have to go back and revisit it. But the other thing is you've got to ask yourself, what is the right amount of time that I should be devoting to this activity and not doing it too slow? Finding the right balance has a lot to do with whether you're wasting time, i.e. you're too slow, or, in fact, you're wasting time because you're too fast and you have to redo it or continue sort of the, the, the match of uh, the activity that you're doing. Number seven, I would say, time waster that I see out there with leaders and business people, typically not the most effective and successful, is procrastination. You know, pro procrastination, I think, oftentimes creates waste of time, not just pushing something back so that you can get it accomplished. If you can get into a mode of reducing and eliminating, and even if it's just doing some gesture to move things forward rather than procrastinate, I think you're going to see a lot more effectiveness when it comes to your time. Number eight is not doing things you shouldn't be doing. Now, I'm a big believer that people should help people and people should be gracious and people should be generous with their time. However, I also am a big believer that you should not waste time. There are many things that you should say no to. There's many things that you should not be doing necessarily or others should be doing instead of you. We have a tendency, I think, oftentimes to dive into certain things and then in retrospect, you really, I think, if you're honest with yourself, you say, okay, should I have done that? What's the return on my investment from doing that? Now, if you really sort of quantify this for, for yourself for a moment and you think about if there's 15 sort of activities that you do during the day, just imagine if there were a couple of those activities you just did not do or you said no to or you didn't even plan to do them that day. All of a sudden, a couple of those activities, you're probably going to save 10 to 20% of your time during the day that you could then devote more clearly and more completely to something that's going to be more effective. So number nine is... Uh, completing what you plan to do. Now, this sounds, again, it sounds a little bit uh, uh, patronizing, I think, for some and sort of overly simplistic. But if you really think about this, we go into the day typically with a long to-do list. We go into the day with all sorts of things that we want to try to get accomplished that day. Well, for those things that we don't get accomplished, what happens? They get pushed into another day, you get someone frustrated, you don't complete your promises, you don't exceed the expectations for whoever you're going to do. So there's no good that comes out of not completing what you say you're going to do. So I'm going to big believer, and this really leads to number 10 on the time wasters, is not having a plan for your day. 
you know, you've heard the adage, if you fail to plan, plan to fail. That's such an important one. You know, Norman Vincent Peale said, plan your day today, every day, then work your plan. Now, what you're hearing from these sages and advisors that are out there is it's all about going through planning that day and then accomplishing it. So if, in fact, you can have a system, you can have a process that you plan your day that day, you're going to be more successful. You're not going to be wasting your time. You're also going to find your level of fulfillment, whether it's through accomplishing more, reducing stress, whether it's thinking more clearly, whether it's focusing on more of those medium and longer term goals, whether it's exceeding expectations of others, most good things come from a very well executed plan. So in the absence of that, the big time waster is not having that plan. So in closing, the pace, I think, of life today, time today, while we're still dealt with the same 24 hours a day, seven days a week, time is something that I think everybody that wants to be successful has got to make it more of a priority if, in fact, you want to be taking your game to the next level. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this. Hopefully it's really poked you in a couple different ways to think about this subject and really look at just simple ways that you can start to focus on and prove your level of time mastery. Take care, everyone. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Social. For more podcasts, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast.